0: Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Dawnversations. It's a variety show about real-life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go.
1: Hi, Heather. Hi, Dawn. Good morning. Good
0: morning. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. So welcome. Thank you so much for um, taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. My voice is a little creaky today. I've been battling something <laughs> the past few days, so I apologize. But I oh, like, no, no, no. I'm good. We can do this. I'm excited to talk to Don. Yeah, oh, so thank you. Um, So how do you boost your
0: energy in the morning? Do you drink coffee?
1: So I do love coffee. Um, I do. I really, I just enjoy it.
0: Do you add anything to it or you drink it black?
1: I don't. I like my coffee black. I drink um that cheap cafe Bustelo coffee, like by the cupful, And <laughs> I love how it starts my morning.
0: <laughs> you just do one cup?
1: Um, At this point, I'm doing two. So it's a little much. I felt okay about it when I only did one cup. But <laughs> I'm a little addicted to that caffeine, but I like it. I'm not yeah. going to lie.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's so many conflicting things, which we'll get into, of course. But, you know, every time you turn around, it's like something that, oh, this is good for your heart. And then the next day, it's like, that will kill you. (laughs) I just hate it. You can't keep up with all the different things. So I have been trying to drink tea instead of coffee. But tea to me has so much caffeine too, or at least the kind that I drink. Yeah. I've been trying Moringa
1: tea. Have you heard of Moringa? I have heard of it. I haven't tried it. One I've tried sometimes is matcha tea. And I'll okay. go through periods of time where I'll do a cleanse and I'll get rid of all caffeine. But I'm quite unhappy, to be honest. So <laughs> I I don't care how healthy you tell me matcha is over coffee. I guess, again, depending on what you read or who's saying it, it makes me happy. So if I'm drinking black coffee and it brings me joy, I'm happy to stick with it. Yeah. But Moringa... Tell me about the benefits with
0: that. Okay. I was actually, I looked it up because I wanted to be very informed. Um, It's good for digestion. It has a ton of vitamin A. Mm. Um, It's good for your immunity, for your immune system. Um, It helps fight inflammation and helps with arthritis and joint pain. Um, it's, check it out. It's really interesting. All the benefits. I started really going down a rabbit hole about it, but, um, you know, it's good for you. It's all based out of plants and the, well, the moringa tree, just a lot of benefits to for your cholesterol and blood sugar. It helps with your blood sugar. So that's a big deal. You know, you want to keep that under control. So I don't know. I've never tried matcha tea, so I don't know. To me, that looks scary. It's so green.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It looks scary. Yeah, and there's the powder form of it, which is supposed to be better for you, as opposed to the kind that already comes in the tea bag. That one's kind of overly processed, and part of the benefits of the matcha powder are when you're ingesting that, those powdered leaves. Oh, okay. So that's part of the benefit there. And again, I was trying it. I don't like to add a bunch of stuff to the things I'm drinking. Um, I don't really do milk. I don't need sugar in it. And so I asked some people how they drink it. And a lot of them make it as maybe an almond milk latte or they drink it iced. Right. So that's something I said I would try. I would try iced with some lemon. That sounds refreshing to me. Right. Because it is good for you. It is healthy. I want to be incorporating it more. I do like the fruity green teas that they have with a bunch of lemon in it. That's so refreshing in the summer to me. That's my favorite drink.
0: Right. Yeah. And I love stuff like that because if it's good for you, you obviously want to ingest it, but it's like, if it tastes disgusting, that's not a way to live. (laughs) Just to me, that's not (laughs) enjoyable at all, but, um, okay. Anyway, everybody's going to think this is a podcast all about tea. Um, so (laughs) holistic weight loss coach, that's your title. What's the difference between just being a nutritionist and then being a holistic nutritionist?
1: So for me and my programs, I don't work with clients only on what they're eating and how they're moving their bodies. We are looking at their lifestyle as a whole, Um, the stress levels, what's going on in their lives. Immediately, people think that I'm going to be telling them what to eat and doing fitness with them. I don't do the fitness portion of it, although we do work on how to move your body properly we do work on finding the right foods to be eating for you because I personally don't think there's one way to eat for every single person that there is. And so holistically, we're working at your stress, we're working at on your sleep levels, um, because that all matters in your well-being. It's not just about the food and the movement or the lack of it. Most yeah. of us in this day and age, we are very well-educated, well-informed. We have information everywhere. We know how to be healthy. So why aren't you? What is stopping you from doing those things that you want to be doing? And it's different for all of us. And that's a big part of what I look at with people.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting, because people can come up with a million excuses of why they're not. You know, it's just right. It is cheap to go to fast food. I mean, not anymore. It seems like it's super expensive anymore. But When you try and buy vegetables and stuff, all that really adds up or really good quality meat or good quality eggs are even expensive right Mm -hmm. now. Like, so to eat healthy can be probably a factor. Do people ever complain about that and say that is a problem? For sure. Um,
1: And I talk a lot about getting rid of processed foods and eating whole foods. There, yes, there is the argument. Sure. It's just calories in, calories out. I disagree with that. I mean, sure, it would work. Sure, you can go on that alone and lose weight, eating all the processed stuff there is. I think there's like this one big Twinkie study someone did a million years ago where he successfully lost weight eating Twinkies. Great. But for me, it's also, it's not just counting calories. Who wants to do that day in and day out? It's time consuming. (laughs) And what's it doing to your body to eat Twinkies? And what's it doing to your body? Right. (laughs) And also it's causing stress. Are you starving? I have tried every single diet in the world and I can't tell you how hungry and cranky I was and it affected my mood. And I totally, fully 100 believe the quality of food that you put in your body will not only affect how it works, but how you feel mentally and emotionally. And that's the biggest part of it. We're meant to be enjoying ourselves through the day, not being miserable, trying to achieve some ridiculous standard of how we're supposed to look.
0: Right. Well, and there are so many, so many diets out there.
1: What got you down that path? Were you a heavy child? Um, I was never a healthy, um, an unhealthy child. I was always naturally skinny growing up. Um, And people don't want to hear that. They want this big dramatic story. (laughs) However, I did have um, my first child when I was 20 years old. So for me, that was a big change in my body. So I got really into dieting as quickly as possible so I can lose the weight that I gained. And I had lots of stuff going on there. I had two more kids after that. So my weight did go up and down. And... Once I got into my 20s, depending on what was going on in my life, um, that would affect what I was doing with my body and how I looked. And I always say you can tell how I'm doing kind of in my life by how I look. And it's not when I'm my fittest. That's not when I'm my best. It's not when I'm my heaviest. Also not at my best. It's somewhere in the middle maybe. So to get to your point, what got me into this I always had a fascination with health and wellness. And in the beginning, it was more an obsession with the diet part of it. But through my journey, it's I've done so many of the wrong things and I found so many of the right things. And I keep seeing so many people do so many of the wrong things. And it's incredibly frustrating.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and like you said before, it is so individualized. It, whatever you're doing might not work for my body. You right. know, so you do have to really focus on how your body feels. I'm in the middle of doing Whole30 right now. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. I love full 30. It's awesome. I think, yeah, I think it's great too. And it's the third round that I've done it, um, in a few years. And I remember every time I've done it, I've always really felt good. And then it's like, why do I go, why do I go back to my Mm -hmm. old ways? But, um, I love the fact that they have the reintroduction phase because then you really do listen to your body and what, what it doesn't like and what it doesn't like. You need to stop eating because it's telling you, please no more dairy or whatever, whatever it is. And for me, it is dairy. I I enjoy cheese. I love cheese so much, but I know I'm going to pay for it. If I eat it, my stomach is going to be in knots and it hurts. So it's like, I just have to mentally prepare myself. Is it worth (laughs) it? You know, like, is this worth it? Do I want to deal with the grief
1: afterwards? And that's exactly it. It comes once, you know, the things that affect your body, in a not pleasant way, you're making the decision to do it. And so you just said what your process is like. It's, I love this so much, I'm willing to suffer a bit. (laughs) How dumb is that? (laughs) That's absolutely the case for some people. But for some people, it's, I know this is going to make me feel poorly, but it makes me happy right now. And that's a little bit of what you said, but... The problem becomes not doing that once in a while because you love it so much. It, ha- it becomes an issue when you're doing it over and over again because that's your only source of happiness. That's where it can get you into a problem.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that because of the fact that there are so many different diets out there and if somebody is willing to just try them all, that's how you start messing up your body. Like I've gone yeah. from being vegan to um, just being vegetables only and then eating clean. And then it's like, oh, no, keto, paleo. I'm going to eat all the meat and all the cheese. <laughs> My body, I'm surprised, it's, is cooperating with me this long. But I just think that there's so much confusion. And then I wanted to talk to you about how I'm seeing all over TikTok people. This is I'm not judging. I'm just seeing that people are doing those diabetic shots to lose weight, I cannot even believe that that is doctor approved for some people that may not need
1: that. Right. And I'm so happy you brought that to my attention because I will be honest, I had not heard of it. I try to stay away from TikTok because there's just too much, too much there. I get lost in it. I feel a little dumber when I'm done with TikTok, which doesn't sound nice to say.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. It's information overload and not necessarily good information.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. So I did um, do some research on that to find out what it was all about. And I am quite shocked, to be honest. Isn't it crazy? So will you tell me, because you're a little more familiar with this, exactly what this is?
0: Well, so there's, um, I know that Ozempic is one of the brands, but Mm -hmm. people that have dealt with weight issues are going in and getting approved by some random doctors that are saying their BMI is a certain number. And if your BMI is that certain number, or if your other numbers all are just that sweet spot, they will prescribe the drug so you can do shots. And um, there's certain dosages like levels that you can take and they you know you ease your way into it and some people are like oh don't do the 32 or whatever the number is wait you got to work your way up start with 25 and they are dropping just massive amounts of weight and they say that people are doing it hollywood parties like how people would do botox parties people are doing these ozempic parties it's crazy to me because of the long term I can't imagine why, you know, people that are diabetic, that would be offensive to me. It'd be like, I have an illness. I have a disease (laughs) and you people are treating it as like a um, beauty product. Plus, I just, I can't imagine a doctor ethically doing that. So the whole thing just blew my mind. I thought, oh my gosh, these people are losing all this weight. That's so cool. I wonder how they're doing it. And that's how, and they're running out of their supply because of this craze So to me, that's scary, too, for people that are diabetic that need the medicine that they can't come by it because there's people that are doing it instead of them just trying to eat better or, you know, work out. They're just doing these shots.
1: Yes. And you mentioned all of the three major points that I saw with it. Um, The first one is obviously the people that are actually diabetics and need this medication and they're not able to get their doses because for all the reasons that you mentioned it, that people are just treating it as this like cool party thing. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed is, okay, first of all, one of the things that I read was that the way it works is it makes you incredibly nauseous just thinking about food. Oh, wow. How is that fun? I mean, like, do you want to live like that? Is it that worth it to you to lose weight, to be nauseous at the mere thought of food? I'm just curious, like once the weight is off,
0: do you still have to do these shots? Do you, or do you just do it as necessary? Like, I don't know. The whole thing is just baffling to me. And I know it's not easy to lose weight. And I know I'm not the fittest person in the world. I would never claim to be. But to me, to do actually something, injections, giving myself injections.
1: um, I get why people want to do that. We are so accustomed in this world to want the quick fix. And that's part of the reason also why I like taking the holistic approach and looking at people's lives as a whole. Because... Yes, it is easier to want to do this. People do want to take the pill that's going to make them super skinny, super fast, because it's hard work. You have yeah. to put in the work. I, Yes, there are supplements that are helpful. I do not recommend any supplements or any products to people. I try to differentiate myself from the people that do, because it's important for me, to for other people to know that, yes, you have to put in the work. It's just an unhealthy mindset to look for the quick fix all the time.
0: Yeah. I was talking to my husband about that. I was like, I wonder if that's the way things are going, though. If that's going to be the new norm where people can eat whatever they want to eat because they know that they can just do a shot of something and it'll keep it off. And then the people that have always worked really hard and struggled and, you know, work out and really watch what they eat. They're going to be the rare group of people. And it's just going to be the normal thing for people to just have a shot instead. I don't know. It's mind blowing, but the fact that it's out there and it's happening is it's just crazy. It's crazy.
1: I do find it super fascinating to think about that because It goes back to my feelings about like that quality of life. Like I don't, we use food as like social things. I like eating good food. I like eating healthy food. I like eating some of my junk food too. Mm -hmm. So to just think that, and it goes back to this whole part where it like turns you off from food. So maybe you wouldn't want to be eating the things you want because that would counteract it. I don't know. It just sounds like when you said all of that, it goes back to that quality of life and how people feel throughout their day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, listening to your body, your body's just got to, it's meant to work on certain nutrients and vitamins and all that stuff. It's not meant to work that way in my opinion, but again, if they're getting prescribed by doctors, that doctors obviously know more than I do. So, um, do you think it's important for your body to be in a routine? Like, do you start your day and midday, everything is the same for the most part?
1: Um, for the most part, I do think it's super important. I also recognize how challenging that can be, but yes, Mm. it's super important. I have a morning routine that I like have to do. And once I start derailing from like all of my must do like self care routine things, everything starts to get derailed. So I do think habits are super important and routines. Um, even better, if you can do them in the morning and at night, I struggle with my nighttime routine, which affects my daytime, my morning routine. Oh, that makes sense. So what do you do? How do you start your day? So for my mornings, I try to not do screen time first thing in the morning. Um, I do a little bit of journaling and only maybe five to ten minutes um, while I'm having my coffee. That's kind of my downtime. What else do I do? I have some affirmations that I do. I have a short meditation I do. And this isn't perfect. I'm not talking about it being this whole drawn out thing. And then from there, I will, I like the journaling a bit. And I, it's kind of like a free brain dump onto paper. And then I will get up and I kind of straighten things up. I'll make breakfast. And during that time, I'll listen to a podcast. And some kind, sometimes that brain dumping I did onto paper will, show me something that I need to work on or that I need some motivation around. And that's how I'll pick my podcast. So as, oh, a, yeah, so answer. it's helpful.
0: Yeah. What podcast do you like to listen to?
1: Oh my gosh. There are so many. I wish I could say I have one favorite. Yeah, there's a million out there. Yeah. And I just have a list of recommendations from some people or, Or that's just it. I'll look for something around the mindset that I need. Um, It might be I'm speaking on something and I need a boost of confidence. Or I'm just feeling unmotivated to work out that day. Or I slid into unhealthy habits in my eating and I need a reset on why that nutritious food is important to put in my body.
0: Right. And but that's
1: the thing. There's so many good ones now. I can't keep up with them
0: all. There's just so many. I don't know. I don't listen to all of them, but I've listened to a lot and it's just like, yeah, I feel like I'm just a little, little quiet noise, <laughs> <middle> <laughs> of a really loud room, but it's fun to do. And it's so fun to meet new people and learn new things and just get different perspectives. You know, there's a lot of us out there and we all have a lot to share. So I just love it. I think it's a great platform.
1: I do too. And I think that's one of the things I really like about it is it's a different perspective. Yeah. Cause I think it's so important to question everything, no matter who it comes from and make your own decisions.
0: Right. Right. Um, I had seen you, uh, one of your posts on Instagram where you were talking about the importance of eating slow. Talk about that.
1: Yes. So Before I go into that, have you ever noticed that? I mean, for example, how quickly or slowly would you say it takes to eat your food? Like, oh, I shovel it (laughs) down.
0: I used to do hair and I think, and I stood, you know, it was like you would put color on somebody's hair and while they were processing, you would go to the back room, heat up whatever you had, no matter, or just eat a bunch of chips or whatever was in the break room, inhale it, and then go back out to your client. So I did that for 30 years. So to me, that is how I eat. I don't know how to go slow.
1: Yes. And so I'm so happy, like you said, it's industry specific too. It's really difficult because I come from a bar and restaurant background and same concept. Sitting down to enjoy your meal is non-existent. Right. And so one of the main ways I noticed it is, yes, you're shoveling down your food super quickly. So what's happening in your body, you're eating in a stress state. And when that stress state is elevated, your body is not able to digest and assimilate the nutrients properly, because they don't go hand in hand. If you go back to like those old days going back to that time where if you're confronted by a lion, you have your body has to decide what to do, go into fight or flight, we do way too much. We're in that state daily with the stresses we have. They're not lions, but there are things like timer's going to go off. I have to get back to my client's hair. And so when that's happening, when you're in that state, your digestive system kind of shuts down so that it can do all of the other stuff. So you're forcing food into your body in that state and it's just not working well. And Another thing I noticed is you're not really listening, paying attention to how your body feels. Are right. you full? Are you just shoving that food down to get it down? You're not able to kind of notice. Am I full? Am I still hungry? How am I feeling around this? So it was interesting once I started slowing down. And it's not perfect. It mm-hmm. still is not. But when I started paying attention. There might be times, hey, I'm not even interested in eating all the food on my plate because I am full. Where before I might say, oh, there's still food on my plate. I'll go back to it and I'll eat it when I get a chance. Yeah. Even though I wasn't hungry.
0: Yeah, that's true. And how I was raised is different from how my husband was raised because I was raised. You clean your plate. You eat every drop of food that's on that plate. And my husband's family wasn't like that. They were like, no, you just eat till you're full. And and that's fine. You know, the rest will just go in a Tupperware dish or go in the trash or whatever. And so I have it in my mind that I have to eat (laughs) every bit and I have to eat it as fast as I can. So it's not healthy. I don't even feel healthy when I am eating. If I go out for like something different, you know, I savor it. I really do enjoy it. But at home, no, at home, I shovel it in. Oh, every time. So I'm going to have to be mindful of that and just really try and slow down.
1: Yeah, but you brought up a really good point. Those beliefs that you have based on how you were raised, they're ingrained in you. And it's hard to break those. I was a pretty thin kid. And there were times when I was, you know, a child, I would rather play instead of eat. So I was made to finish my food. And so that's why I have one of the habits where... Yeah, I might not be interested in eating it all, but I'll go. I will leave it there, and I'll go back and I'll finish it because that's what I was always told growing up. I have to finish my food, right? So for me, it's it's a little different. It's I notice that's there. If I'm full, it's okay. You don't have to eat it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: know it's a guilt thing. I don't know what it is. It feels. I
0: feel bad if I don't eat it all. And my husband doesn't eat leftovers and I do. I mean, it's just funny, the dynamics. Everybody comes <laughs> up so different. Everybody's so different. Um, one last thing I want to touch on before I let you go, um, sugar. What What's your stance on um, sugar and what it does to the body?
1: Um, Are we talking processed sugar?
0: Yes. Not natural sugars like fruit. I'm okay, yes. like additive sugar, fake sugars, stuff like that.
1: So I think fruit sugars are super healthy and important for the body. But all of the added sugars, that goes back to how you're feeling. I'm sure we're all familiar with the sugar highs that we get and the big drops that happen afterwards. That fake empty sugar. I mean, you're just not, it's not balanced. Right. You need the fiber and the protein and kind of those natural carbs And when you're eating those empty sugar products, you're getting those high highs and low lows, which again goes into how you're feeling emotionally. And that's why you get caught into that sugar trap where you can't stop. And eating those things, you get the opposite because you're just eating straight up sugar. Your body wants the opposite in its body to kind of counteract it because it's not balanced. So then you get that salty craving afterwards. And I've heard lots of people and my clients, too, come to me and they say they can't stop eating. It's like they eat sweet, they crave salty, and it goes back and forth.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And the way you break that is by eating a more balanced plate and meals and maybe not just snacking. My clients come to me to either get back unhealthy on the healthy habits track because they've either lost it or they've never had it in the first place. (laughs) And especially after COVID, um, I got a lot of that. I need help just getting back on track. And then the other one it is, they come to me wanting to lose weight. They've done things before, they've been able to do it, but they haven't been able to keep it off. And that's something a lot of my clients have in common. And those people are more interested And getting down to what's under the surface, not just going on a diet for 30 days, eating what's on the meal plan, and eating the things that they stopped eating right afterwards. Um, Anybody can do that. Anybody can follow a strict program, lose the weight, do all the exercise, but then they might put it back on. Right. Always. Yeah. Always. My goal after working with clients in my programs, I don't want them to need me anymore. So I do want them to be empowered, have the right education, have the right tools, have the right habits in place so that they can continue this for a long time. And if they fall off track, they can just go back to it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I loved your pun on why it matters.
1: I was like, <laughs> ah, I love puns so much. Especially a friend helped out with that. I couldn't take all the credit. <laughs> My dear friend Hildy. Oh, so, so smart. Okay. So how can people find you? On my website, wyattcoaching.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram, underscore Heather Wyatt. Um, those are the main places. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time so much. It was so great talking to you. Thank you. It was so great, Dawn. I really appreciated this. Yeah. Um, well. So good. Yeah. Thank you. And I will be in touch. Awesome. Have a great day, Dawn. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.